Hi, and welcome to the Bullcast, Good Bull Hunting's longer version of Minute Bull. I'm Wes Davis, and with me is Cuppy Cup. Oh my God, I don't have walk-up music. I'm so sing, sing, en- sing. entrenched in the Min- Minute Bull. You will sing. Uh, let's hear it for the boy. That'll work. We've got Dr. Norris Camacho. All right, that's enough. I don't want to get in copyright violations. <laughs> and and you're never going to guess who's joining us. It's Cool Hand Luke. Also without walk-up music, and I'm oh, not going to sing. That's okay. I, I, can't, I can't make you sing. You're a lawyer. And plus, we want him to stay on. Yeah, and you frighten me. <laughs> well, today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, durables we love. So, you know, stay tuned for your Bullcast Goes HGTV segment. We're going to do Cups Online Degree Challenge. We're going to take questions from Twitter. But first, there was an article about the mess Jimbo left at Florida State published in Bleacher Report. And Rush, I think you brought this to our attention this morning. Oh, yeah. I was actually writing something called the, the Daily Bull and stumbled Before across you. it. Yeah, it's uh, it's lengthy. It's not a whole lot of new information, it's, but I think it takes a closer look into the new coaching regime and kind of explores some of the situation that was left behind by Fisher after he left. It's, it is what it is. I know Jimmy hates to say that, but... But he's not here. He's not here. I'll just tell you, like, anybody that reads that, it's, it's the typical access uh, fluff piece. I mean, Matt Hayes wrote it. And uh, when you look at pieces like this, I don't know if... if I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Lakers piece that came out on ESPN that detailed all the uh, infighting and disgruntled stuff that was going on within the organization lately, but it was uh, sourced by the similar people who are close to the situation, which rhymes with uh, Luke Walton and right. <laughs> prior coaches. And so, I mean, here's the same thing, you know, they're talking about, you know, how the culture deteriorated and how things went wrong and, you know, the prime, so I immediately went, it's like, well, who's the prime suspect for that? Well, it's all the coaches that Jimbo left behind. And if you're familiar with how, when Jimbo left, he didn't bring a lot of the Florida State coaches with him, except for uh, Tim Brewster, who was recruiting. And uh, so you, if you dig around, you find, lo and behold, the one coach who is no longer working was the offensive coordinator at that time, Lawrence Dossey, uh, you know, who probably has something to say because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's the only one who, really didn't uh, find a spot to land of all the coaches that he didn't bring. So I'd imagine uh, he's somebody who's probably willing to talk about what, what went on and uh, why, uh, you know, Florida state is struggling. Um, the other thing that this came up last year, you'd find some of the Florida state people complain about the mess that Jimbo allegedly left behind and how the recruiting slipped off and how they didn't have any players anymore. So, at that time, I went back and looked to find uh, how many top 100 recruits that they had on their roster. And they had something like 1,500 top 100 recruits on the roster. And if you want to know how good that is, that's more top 100 recruits than Kevin someone recruited and had on the A&M roster in the entire time he was here. Hang on. Did you just say he had 1,500 right, top impressive. 100 recruits? 15 top 100. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On the roster. Because you did say 1,500 top 100, and that, that really broke my brain. <laughs> I know Jimbo's a good recruiter, but... Yeah. <laughs> but the point, now... now there I'm, are, I'm there, sorry to derail you. 
Now there were some misses with some of the offensive line recruits and some of the other, uh, and definitely in the quarterback recruiting part with Malik Henry and, uh, you know, DeAndre Frent, uh, the other recruits not panning out, but, the real thing that happened in the last year in 2017 was DeAndre Francois getting hurt in the first game of the year against Alabama. So you don't have any quarterback depth and everything goes downhill from there. Um, yeah. Wasn't a backup like a freshman weighing 165 or something. Yeah. And he wasn't ready. And that's fine. But the main take out of the article was, is that everything fell apart because of the, uh, the apologies and the leeway and everything that was given for Jameis Winston, who, you know, for better or for worse, if you're a Florida state fan, well, he won a lot of football games for him. He only lost one, the last one he played. And, you know, I think I was talking to Rush about this earlier is that for better or for worse, that probably wore out Jimbo too. You don't know the politics within Florida state and with the coaching is like who went to bat for Jamison, who kept him on the team. I remember at the time, and I'll say this, I still criticize Jimbo for, I thought he should have been kicked off the team. The article did bring up that, that situation on the game where he was suspended, you know, it was a huge deal. And, you know, he comes out fully dressed and starts to go through the drills. And, you know, a lot of people were saying he should have been, told him tell him to walk or you're off the team right there and like you're saying we don't know if Jimbo's hands were tied or not on that but I mean that was that was a big black eye obviously Fisher in the program but, but at, the end of, at, at the end of the day maybe he did mail it in in 2017 but there's players on that Florida State roster and there were players last year there was no excuse for uh, Florida State to you know go four and eight or whatever they went last year the team was their talent was much better than that. Now maybe Taggart's tearing everything down to build his own foundation. Well, that remains to be seen. He's done that at other programs like Western Kentucky, but you know to say that he left the program in shambles. Well, the shambles that he left would have had more talent than any A and M football team has had in the past eight years. So since 2012, anyway. Yeah, and one other thing about Taggart, I know this article is pretty favorable towards him, but. It did also mention that he hired and brought in Kendall Bryles, which is not exactly, to me, that's not an endorsement of a program who wants to do things the right way. That was so weird in the article because they're, it's a pretty long article and there's so much about um, like morality and uh, the type of players that were coming into FSU. And then it's so dismissive about the hiring of Kendall Bryles. It's just like a little paragraph. Glances over it, didn't really go into detail. Like, hello, Baylor. I mean, and and who would you know, what what person would be uh, critical of the culture and how things got away from them, and you know, probably who didn't have the say that they wanted in in the locker room regarding the quarterback or the offense? I don't know. Could be the offensive coordinator who no longer has a job. Just me. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not true. But the whole it gets back to just sour grapes by certain people who, you know, got left behind for better or for worse, and that happens. I don't. They don't really gloss over Kendall Bryles. They actually kind of state it as a positive. <laughs> they say since that game, he's overhauled his offensive staff hiring Kendall Bryles. That's true. And they have harmony. They have harmony now. Yeah, everything's fine now because there's a vibe. It's coming. The walls are coming down. These are poor word choices throughout this article. Well, also regarding the problems that, you know, that they said they had in the 2017 season, there was no sources... There was nobody from the current coaching staff that was saying that. There's no sourcing for that. And there's nobody from the new staff saying, like, oh, yeah, it was an awful situation we got here. That's somebody from the prior staff saying we left it in a bad shape. That doesn't, that doesn't lend itself to credibility. And the whole kind of uh, journey of, if you map it out, of Jimbo leaving Florida State, like all the admins and fans were so pissed that he was leaving 
And then when they said they were going to hire Taggart, it was all about how Taggart was this huge upgrade. And then his first year was a disaster. Um, and now with this article, it's almost like trying to paint the picture like all along they knew Jimbo was bad and that things were going downhill and they knew that they were going to have to rebuild with Taggart. But that's mm-hmm. not the reality of kind of how this story played out. No, it's the it's the it's the same narrative that uh, for better or for worse, college football fans will do for most of their teams for in the first five years of the cycle. Uh, you know, we did it with Fran, you know, oh, yeah, you know. After he goes four and eight in two thousand and three, it's not that Fran doesn't know what he's doing; it's uh, that he inherited a terrible team. Well, that turned out that wasn't really exactly true. And the same thing with uh, when Sherman took over uh, after Fran left. You know, Fran's last game he beats he beats Texas. You know, Sherman comes in his next game he loses to Arkansas State. Well, no, it's because the situation was bad. The point being that college football fans will tell themselves whatever lies they need to tell about recruits they missed, about games they lost, about how bad, how, how good their coach really is. How bad they don't need to play that game against that one school. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> We've had two two episodes ju- in a row. We can't do it again. It's late June. It's late June. <laughs> the lies you'll tell yourself until you can no longer, until you can no longer stand it, and that person has to be fired. And Lucas, really, you're going to your first show in a long time. You're going to bust out Fran and Sherman off the bat. Well, you know, it came up. I posted some things. (laughs) (laughs) We're 10 minutes into a bull cast and we're getting Mohicans. I had to dust that one off. Yeah. But I mean, Sherman's kind of the outlier because anytime if anybody tells me they were excited when Mike Sherman got hired, uh, they're lying. (laughs) We lead a very sheltered life. I remember, I remember being in the stands that Arkansas State game and the horn going off and me just looking at my buddy and go, fuck, 10 more games. <laughs> you knew when that happened, you were like, well, five more years of this. Yep. Drove, <laughs> Until we can fire him. Driving, so driving home was so excited, driving to College Station for the football season and driving home back to Dallas that night. Was just me going, you know, damn it. <laughs> I spent money to do Great. this. That was my first game as a student. And, uh, but the, the silver lining is that after the game, I congratulated some Arkansas State fans. So I, I got my classiness in. Oh, was yeah. That was your first, uh, classy ag of the day award. Mm hmm. And to bring it full circle, that's what the Florida State fans are feeling right now. That's what they felt when they almost lost to, you know, FCS Samford. You know, it took them to overtime last year in their second game. That's what they knew that they're facing. And now they're telling themselves whatever lies that they have to tell themselves to give themselves some hope that it's going to get better. Are they starting flawags.com? <laughs> but where does Matt Hayes come into this? Because, you, you know, it's one thing for the fans to, like, talk about stuff like this on a uh, message board, but for a journalist to – build out a story like this what's what's his deal is he like a dan wolken type no actually dan actually has sources i mean he actually does his job he does he actually does some journalist work and he actually tries to find unique sources i'll give him credit for that but uh people like this i mean how many other real college football journalists are there that are out there actually digging up stuff no they're trying to build access any way they can so i mean yeah and you've got a a new coach at a really prestigious program and yeah, you say, hey, I'll, I'll write a good thing about you. Yeah, well, or that, you know, you know, Matt Hayes needs content. He's got it. He's got to please. And Bleach Report actually has put out some, improved their content. Yeah. 
but he's got to write something. And so one person has a story for him, calls him up on the phone or he runs into him at a recruiting event and says, Hey, well, this will get some clicks. You know, that's how it works. I looked him up on Wikipedia and it says he's a British angler. So I think I, I might have the wrong. <laughs> the you wrong know, you Matt solved Hayes. it. You solved it. He's, he's a Brit angling to bring down Jimbo Fisher. Oh, I, I'm now scrolling through Texags as I'm want to do. And that, they're actually saying that Matt Hayes is a Florida fan. This is this is like a conspiracy conspiracy theory. He goes deep. So he wants uh, Taggart to stay at Florida State to sabotage them because so it's he a wants deep Florida. state conspiracy to keep Taggart. I like Cup's theory better. He's really an angler. He wasn't talking. <laughs> he wasn't talking about the Knolls. He was talking about the Poles. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to log off. And at the end of the day, I think Barrett Sally said it best and is that, you know, maybe J- Jimbo leaving was good for Florida state and good for A&M, you know? And I think both sides, feel, if they, if Florida state feels better off, I think A&M definitely feels better off. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't have any regrets for hiring Jimbo at all. So I don't care if it's good or worse for Florida state or what happened there. He, he won him a national title and he won what? 24 straight games. I'll settle for that, and then he can leave. I would take I would take a national championship, and then the rest of my lifetime having the team on probation. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine with me too. I'll take it. I might stop watching college football if A and M wins one. That I I might just call it like that could be the series finale well. for me. All right, right? Like everybody always bitch that their show ends poorly. Like that could be how the show ends for me, and I'd be totally great with that. You're like John Elway. Yeah, you do the walk off, you know. Yeah, become like a diehard Mountain West fan, watch nothing but Mountain West football. Sadly, it doesn't happen that way. You end up kind of like in Florida State's probably trying to consider, you know, Jimbo like the way Mac Brown does, except Jimbo scorned them. You know, it's like, hey, we won a national title, but then we weren't as good after that. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. Well, they didn't they make the playoff? They were pretty good. Yeah, they're they're pretty good, and uh, you know, and he built them up. Like when Jimbo took over, people forget Bobby Bowden went six and six or something his last year. It's the cycle of coaching, and he gets stale. If you stay at a place long enough, unless you're Nick Saban, it gets old, and people want new stuff. Even if it's the fans or it's the coaches. Hey, but the kid, the kids are going to class now at Florida State, so thank, we can all feel good about that. God, all's well. Thank the, God. The, that, the hottest that, take that came out of that article was that. Uh, the primary directive was to keep the players eligible, which was yeah. stunned. You know, I was completely stunned that that was a goal of the coaching staff. I had no <laughs> idea that coaches had that thought ever of yeah. keeping the players eligible to play. That's uh, that's weird. All right, well, let's move on. Oh man! So uh, the next topic we have up on the agenda is uh, the Bullcast Durable Collection. Uh, we're turning this podcast into a QVC style show where each of us is going to present um, an object we love and there will only be zero on sale today. So get your calls into the Bullcast hotline. Um, who's up first? Well, I, I thought of this uh, while I was bumming around the house this weekend and, you know, in your, in your proper dad mode, but, you know, as you get older, you really appreciate things that last. And I noticed that my Sonicare toothbrush, which congratulations to potential Bullcast sponsor Sonicare, uh, that my father got for me 
12 years ago is still going strong. Now you, you have to change out the, the brush heads, but that thing I've had for so long that the, uh, the lettering has worn off through use. So yeah, I mean, there's not much to it. It's just a gigantic battery, I guess, but Hey, well done Sonic air, you know, I'm so pissed right now because I bought two of those, uh, one for me and one for my wife, and they broke after like three weeks. Seriously? <laughs> I've had the same Sonic hair for about six years. Yeah. What are we doing? Are we brushing our teeth wrong? Are you using the wrong end? You know, you don't. the brush goes in the mouth, not yeah. you hold the brush. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you meant the wrong end of the brush. <laughs> <laughs> not so. Hello. <laughs> Cuff has the what cleanest a- colon on the bull tab. brush. A- <laughs> well, it was the his and hers pack, so I yeah. <laughs> Rush? Am I allowed to uh, do that? Can I throw it to people? Yeah. Why not? Who gives I'm going to I'm going to go uh appliance mode and pump up ream air conditioning products oh we just had to replace ours but it was uh, 17 years young which is a pretty good stretch for ac unit in san antonio so um bought the house 10 years ago and it kind of conked out about like six years ago but at the time our next door neighbor worked for a ac repair company we got him to come clean it out and put some freon in and boom, lasted another six years. So we liked the brand so much that made sure our new one was the same brand. So thank you, potential sponsor, Ream slash Rude. We have a uh, a Casio keyboard from 1982 that not only works like new, it looks like new too. So none of the indicators are worn down. And that could be because no one knows how to play it. But um, this was something that my wife's family brought to the U.S., and now uh, our daughter plays it terribly. I I, I was going to go with uh, one of three things. I guess I'll pick the the older item. Um, I have a, I have a what? I think I have like a 35-year-old coffee table um, that, I, that I love. It's got, you know, just iron legs and just a big piece of nice wood furniture doesn't count because old oh fuck you always okay. better <laughs> fine Unless it's ikea you know it fine <laughs> fine i'll go with my chef's knife i'll Ooh. go with a, a good solid chef's knife i've had the same one for seven years and it is i think it's a hinkle and uh yeah if you just keep them keep a blade on them keep them clean don't run them through the dishwasher uh, you'll have yourself a nice blade for a long time. Yeah. Do y'all have like uh hand me down kitchen, random kitchen stuff that you've had just like since college or before? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've got Absolutely. a colander that a colander that was probably old when I was a kid probably came from my grandparents and man, it's still kicking and going strong, like a metal collapsible, really nice colander. I got a stainless skillet. Like that's not a cast iron, but like I've got an old stainless skillet that, you know, if you keep, clean conducts heat really well you can get a nice sear with um i like i like stuff like that like uh, a good cast iron skillet yeah we're angling for my mom's cast iron skillet yeah always angle for whoever has the oldest cast iron in the family Mm -hmm. i think hers i think hers was passed down from somebody as well oh that's fantastic Mm -hmm. if you can find like a civil war cast iron there's some good flavor in there (laughs) (laughs) Some, some fat back corn pone hell yeah can you imagine like searing off a pork chop in one of those? That'd be so good. Ugh. 
All that Pam cooking spray. Oh no, no, I was sorry. From I was the Civil to... War era. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cup. What's the challenge? All right, so um, not to get political, but there's a lot of uh, chatter <laughs> chatter on Twitter these days about uh, paying off student loans. Uh, so I I saw I don't remember who it was. Somebody tweeted, um, you know, if you paid off your student loans and you're mad about it, it's just because you're not forward thinking, suggesting that you should go out and get another degree. And so I started thinking about, well, I'm I'm terminally degreed, not to brag or anything, but uh, if I could go back and get another degree online in anything for free, what would it be? And I thought hey, that was a decent bullcast question. Are you in Mensa? Um, I don't I don't know if my dues are current. It's <laughs> the most Mensa <laughs> fucking answer. Mensa brag. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tom Herman, you know, rubbing elbows at the Houston Mensa. It's actually Gulf Coast Mensa. <clears throat> nice throw clear. Thank you. Thank you. So you can get any online degree? Any online degree. So I gave you like three minutes to look look one up. So I'm, I'm sure we all have good answers. I, I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> as a stalling tactic, do you want me to go ahead and jump into mine, which is as weird as you'd expect. Of course. So um, there are only three of these programs in the country and only one of them is offered online. So I would pursue a graduate certificate in puppet arts from the University of Connecticut. I've always had a fascination with marionettes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I could totally see that. For whatever reason. That's the least shocking thing I've heard. You're going to make your own Teddy Ruxpin puppet. Yeah. (laughs) So I think this would really up my game in a lot of different ways. Um, One of them being since I'm still kind of anonymous on Good Bull Hunting, I could make fantastic video content with puppets instead of with me. I just need to find someone to make custom puppets of like Jimbo Fisher and Willie Taggart. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Cause it just came up, but you know, really the, the only thing that you, you can't get an online degree in any kind of practical skill. Like you're only going to learn stuff online that you can do online. Like you can't learn to weld online. Did you listen to me at all? Yeah. I did. <laughs> you can't learn to make a marionette online. It, I mean, maybe if, maybe you can learn to paint like using the old Bob Ross tapes or like that, like they can teach you to make little happy trees, which would be awesome. That's what I would choose if, if you could do that. <laughs> you're going to go. But otherwise, you're going to get an online degree in uh, marketing or web design or I don't know. I feel attacked right now by the, the degrees <laughs> you're suggesting as well. Yeah. It, it, Nate, spot the lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I googled up the highest paid online online degrees, and uh, they are nursing, web design, electrical engineering technology, network technology, management information systems, human resources management, economics, software development, healthcare administration, and cybersecurity. So pretty much anything that you can do on a computer. Well, Lu- Lucas, what's going to happen when you drop out of this program? And the natural thing to do is go to law school, but you've already done that. <laughs> like I say, I've already made the biggest mistake in investing in education that you can make. <laughs> so, so this is a caveat in tour to anybody out there. You know, 
Go to we- become a welder. I got a new number one for AM to tout. We've got the uh, 2019 best online colleges in Texas. AM is number one. Yeah. Suck it, everyone else. Yeah. Can you make, can we make a graphic? The median salary out of AM online is apparently 104000 a year. So I'm bringing that down. Is there an uh, online CEO degree? Yeah. Let's see. They've got online. Let's see what they're. Okay. I'm going to go back to AM because I'm red ass. And I'm going to get a doc, doctor of philosophy in plant breeding. I actually got, I actually got solicited on LinkedIn by the Texas A&M University School of Law asking me if I wanted to pursue a uh, master's of jurisprudence in flexible wealth management law. <laughs> and, uh, I know what that means. Because my experience, quote, caught their eye. So, uh and so that's a product we're putting out there and no, that would be the last online degree that I would pursue because I would do something fun. I'm going to Bob Ross school of online painting. Yeah. I'm with you. If I'm starting over with another degree, I'm, I'm going off the grid. I'm going to go uh, get an ecology or something degree and move to big Ben and be a park ranger. I like that plan. You can, you can live there. Off the land. I would like to get, Hmm. I don't know. I like your idea of being a park ranger, <clears throat> but I think I, and I also really like Luke's idea of art, but I think I'd go, I'd go back and get a degree in whatever it would take for me to be uh, one of those executive coaches. Like, I think I'd like to be an Tony executive Robbins. coach. Yeah. Just go into <laughs> a place and like dress real well, listen real intensely when a CEO is talking and tell them how awesome they are and how they're the solution to all their problems. And I, I don't know, what do you do? You give them, you give them an over the pants one and leave. Is that how that works? Right. Collect your <laughs> consultant fee. Well, that's okay. I mean, but you don't need a degree. To do, you don't need an online degree to do that. I mean, you could be full of shit for free. I am full of shit for free. I'd rather get paid for it. But they're not going to, do you think they're actually going to check and see that you went to the university of Phoenix online school and call them up and check your transcript? Just make that up. Put like, that on your resume. A&M didn't even check with that one guy who claimed he was a Navy seal and a PhD. No, because you can't question that because he's a Navy seal PhD. <laughs> the truth, Rush. <laughs> Sorry. I hate America. <laughs> I mean, he said he was a Navy seal. It'd be disrespectful to ask him to prove it. <laughs> I'm still pondering how Wes liked Russia's idea and Luke's idea. And then that was it. You know what? Because I expected that from you. (laughs) I expected you to go puppeteering. Like, of course you would, you would get your puppets to bowl somehow. Don't ask for a puppeteering discount at your next party is all I'm saying. I I would never ask you an artist to discount your services. If I need them, I'll pay you for them because I'm a reasonable person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you become you become the uh, john cusack's character and being john malkovich <laughs> well the other reason i might do this is because it's only 12 weeks i can't really commit to anything longer than that so i think i think that's I an improv class man <laughs> you, you can handle that puppet improv is the future <laughs> god help us uh there I, there there is puppet improv i i know a troupe that does puppet improv and they're they're pretty fucking funny, actually. Fasty crowd every night, I bet. Just sold out. Oh no, never. No, 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 no improv shows are we, we can talk about we can talk about improv on another bullcast. I, I love it. 
but we can we can talk about it in very real terms if you would like on a bull cast. I'm happy to do Good. that. Can we do terrible improv for like five minutes on one of them? Well, that's all we do on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> do you want to do a scene? I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot in common. Nobody's listening to us either. <laughs> uh, about, about the same. Uh, well, all, the, all of the Aggie Hoops Weekly subscribers are getting this in their feed now. I want to so. know. I want to hear from them. If they're still, if they're playing Bullcast Rodeo right now and you're still on that Bronco, tweet at us. What would you like to hear? What would make this show more palatable for you other than like a clear path and a good topic? And no basketball, please. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Although Buzz Williams seems pretty cool. Um, yeah. I saw Can't wait talk- for the piece next year the, from Virginia Tech saying that Buzz, Buzz Williams is <laughs> <left> their program. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> Another access fluff piece. Um, Could you imagine a, a YouTube puppet show, Buzz and Jimbo? That thing would <laughs> crush. Slaughter. Yeah, it would bring down the house. Okay, the next, yeah. The, the next AM baseball coach, what he's got to have a, a similar kind of hinky name. Spike. Fuzzy. I did a whole article on this. <laughs> we don't read the website, Rush. Yeah, we don't I'm read aware. our own website. <laughs> <laughs> I put together the top five candidates for everyone. So, let's go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter. What? <laughs> we had we no had questions. Ever. We had questions though, Cup. Yeah, we had we had questions from staffers, former staffers, and future staffers um, of Good Bull Hunting. So the first one comes from Derek Aggie 6 who requests that we. Solve the problem of dudes getting piss all on the floor around urinals. If you kind gentlemen could please. Yeah, Derek, if you aim your dick at the urinal, <laughs> it will it will get in there. And then wait, you gotta wait a little bit before you move because sometimes you got an aftershock. And we're all getting up there, and those are gonna start happening more. Then then you put it in your pants and zip up and hey. It's not on the floor. Well, that gets that gets to my solution because you like Wes is getting at you have to focus the older you get. And everybody brings their smartphone into the bathroom with them. I mean, every time you've seen the guy at the urinal watching on a smartphone, tweeting while he's trying to do his business. And oh, I'm doing the Snapchat filters on my dick. I'm putting like like cat ears <laughs> on it and <laughs> And when you're and when you're distracted, there's gonna be there's gonna be some slippage. And that's what happens. See, but you, you, you all are solving like a personal problem, but how do you, how do you come up with a solution that's going to fix it for everybody? You remove all the urinals and you replace them with stalls and you sit down. That's the only a hundred percent effective solution to not getting piss on the floor because you can't control micro peas. You know, I'm not talking about micro penises. Those, those, those we don't, that's a whole other uh, subject, but like splashback, all of that, <laughs> all of the little little flecks of urine that are getting all over everything. Yeah. Shrapnel. (laughs) See, I was thinking like, well, the first thing that popped into my head was the imagery of the tubes at the bank where you like put the, (laughs) the deposit into the tube. But then as I worked out the engineering of it, flashlight. As I worked out the engineering, I couldn't come up with a hygienic way to do that. Um, so then I decide you just take the floor out altogether 
and make it like you're suspended just pissing into a void because otherwise you're going to get the drip. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the drains of the YMCA sh- open showers. If you're listening to this, we edited out 30 minutes of discussion there. The, um, the next, the next comes from, uh, Will Bazer, uh, Longhorn, who's known to us, uh, he asks, what's the most aggy thing to do drunk at a football game because of the beer sales? Lose to lose to Ole Miss when you're on the verge of being a top 10 team. Sorry, I'll be here all week. Pull your sword on an SMU cheerleader. <laughs> Go to the ER. Uh, tell tell the uh, opposing fan after you lost uh, how much you love them and how much you can't wait for them to come back next year and that you really hope they had a good time. Then turning around and screaming at your own fan base to take their hats off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you inconsiderate son of a bitch. They're playing the national anthem. Take off your fucking hat. Welcome to Kyle Field. National we're just so anthem. Glad to they're, have no, you they're here. yelling that when you're like doing the sit down bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think it's checking your BlackBerry to get updates on the company that you're the CEO of. That's a good call. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, Oh, Poklahoma, who I think we all uh, kind of know who he is, uh, asks, why have you never let me on? Um, At first, (laughs) I thought it said led me on, and I thought it was sent to me personally. (laughs) But (laughs) answer, answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was angry because I've certainly led him on. Um, but he wants to know why we've never let him on the bowl cast. I didn't know he wanted to be on the bowl cast. I honestly didn't know either. Um, you're welcome on. Would you like to come on the, the bowl cast, Pope? He has a, a fiance or girlfriend or somebody who's at Texas A&M now. She's really nice. I've met them out once or twice. Um Poke did some stand-up in Dallas for a minute. He's funny. Oh, well, he could probably replace any of us then. He could definitely replace <laughs> yeah. me. It in that would, case, that's yeah. why we haven't had him on. We're afraid. Yeah. He's, he's I'm too scared, honestly. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. <laughs> he's not going to fit in. He's too funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be the problem. And one of you said when I... Before we uh, recorded this, I mentioned that question that we've left the Big 12 behind. So I think that's a pretty valid. Oh, yeah. That was me. That was just my Aggie posturing. Yeah. <laughs> if we let him on the show, it'll show that we need him. Let him rot. Yeah. <laughs> Can only come on if he gives us Gundy takes. That's what we want. We want Gundy content. Gundy. Yeah. And then the, the last question, I think... Lucas is chomping at the bit for this. I think it's the only reason he's on the show tonight. Um, Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, who uh, is an Aggie fan. Oh, it's Mr. Miyagi. I just it, now realized it, that for the first time ever. <laughs> it's oh my Yagi, isn't it? Yeah, it's like M I Y A G G I E. Yeah. <laughs> you just got that? Yes, I just did get it, but <laughs> he only tweets Karate Kid stuff at Cup, me, Cup so is in like Mensa. Him. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so he, he said he wants more discussion about the 1986 box office hit Rad. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't get the praise it deserved due to the anticipated release of Karate Kid 2 
later that year. So go talk about rad. Well, I mean, Wes is going to stand for Karate Kid Part Two, which is which is an awful movie. And don't we speak. Need, don't speak for me. I haven't said anything yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we need to talk. First off, we need to talk about just the whole concept of Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid. You know, it, it's the kid moves to a small town, takes the guy's girlfriend, and oh, don't make the tired up. ass Johnny argument. Yeah. Now I'm talking. The real thing, Mr. Miyagi, is the real disturbing thing. You know, befriends a teenage boy, gets him to do his chores. <laughs> Gives him a car. He is a little it that you know some of it's some of it's creepy. You know that's and then he takes him to in Karate Kid Part Two. He takes him to Okinawa. You know, and mom's like, "Cool with that." All right, see you later. Where he has to fight to the death. He didn't (laughs) have to fight. And says, "Hey, I'm going to fight to the death when I'm 17 (laughs) years old." (laughs) See you later. Oh, I had a great time when we got back. Counselor, have you been preparing this whole show? <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, the gap in, in age between the actors is only like six months. So. <laughs> That's true. That reminds me of the old Nestle, uh, what, iced tea yeah. commercial with the claymation. Risk. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, Kid. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> but really, really, I stand for Rad. I mean, Rad was a great movie. Great soundtrack. Sent me an angel. Can I can I ask you one question though? Sure. Do you feel do you feel like its legacy has been tarnished by the recent Lori Loughlin controversies? Oh no! Only enhanced. It just adds Fair to enough. the mythos. Yeah. <laughs> without without Rad Racing, she is not launched into prominence into full house territory. So, as she probably has the best career of uh, any actor or actress since that time from either movie. Wait, but can we then? blame rad for the college admissions crisis Mm. because if she's never launched there she never never marries massimo and they never make that kid who becomes a youtube celebrity who gets bribed into usc and also i mean if you haven't seen the movie rad you should but there's a gigantic bmx theme park in the movie with a gigantic kicks bowl in it with a spoon that you can ride down in and ramp out of that's awesome. It's exciting. What a lawyer. Do you see how he just avoided your uh, yeah, question entirely? he did. It's okay. <laughs> he didn't want to address it. Luke but doesn't Rad, like me. It's okay. <laughs> Rad does have one of the best opening sequences of all time. It's just like BMX stunting for 20 minutes. And the, the Simeon Angel montage where they're out just uh, what they termed ass sliding <laughs> down the train <laughs> culverts uh, when he's hanging out with Lori Laughlin is a is a great se- is a great sequence. I'm gonna great. get panned here, but I've only seen Rad once. Yeah, it got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> but uh, has a ninety one percent audience score. No so, one who rated that was uh, was a kid in the eighties. Then I can tell you, Rad has Lori Laughlin and Simeon Angel and. Karate Kid Part Two has Peter Cetera and the glory of love. So, yeah, and it, <laughs> and it, and it, which kind of person you want to be? It has one, um, one less. Uh, oh God, why am I having a brain fart? Ali Sheedy? Nope, different actress. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Thank you. God damn, I hate famous, myself. Famous Delawarean for any uh, any trivia heads out there. Was she in Karate Kid Part Two? No, she, she was, was in, in one. Yeah. I said it was. I said it had one less Elizabeth Shue was what the point I was trying to make. But I said Ali Sheedy, so it's just all over for me now. Did you ever watch the rollerblade version of Rad Airborne? 
Oh, yeah. It had that redheaded kid in it. Yeah, it had Seth Green in it and all that shit. Yeah, that was a fun. That was good. I, I watched that like at least 50 times on HBO. They had to ride the devil's backbone. Is that what it was called in yeah. Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh-huh. They had to blade the bone or whatever it was. And, uh, oh, yeah, the rollerblade bullying that went on in the high... The bullying in high school in your 80s movies was oh, straight-up assault. Yeah. And uh, Airborne also had Jack Black in it, I think. It so. did. He was a bike... He, wasn't he a BMX kid in that movie, or was he a rollerblade kid? Yeah, he was Jack Black. He was just younger. <laughs> yeah, but, like, in the in the movie, he was, he was a fuckhead. Uh, yeah, he was, he was yeah, Jack Black, right? Yeah, I knew you were going to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to play some Altered Beast and go watch Airborne. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Fire up that Altered Beast. <laughs> Unfortunately, my Sega's dead. Oh no! That's your that's your bull cast. We'll catch you next time, and there'll probably be another minute bull this week. So listen to whatever the hell that becomes. Subscribe, rate, review, follow Factor. Follow Cuppy Cup. Follow Doctor Norris Camacho, and follow Cool Hand Lucas. Um, Chuck Chuck and Jimmy can plug themselves when they come back on the show. Oh, we forgot to talk about Netflix. We'll do that some other time. Yeah.